a group of people rounded the corner at the end of the street. They were mostly middle-aged, more women than men, their voices strident as they sang. They carried banners embroidered with scenes of pastoral perfection and emblazoned with slogans. No sin in Southwark. Hate the sin, love the sinner. At the bottom of the banners, their allegiance was printed in black. The Society for the Suppression of Vice. They filled the width of the street, their dark coats and muted colours a dull contrast to the bright clothes of the sex workers and their supporters. Jamie noticed that some of the girls pulled hoods up, shielding their faces in fear of recognition. Magda Raven stood silent for a moment, looking towards the society group with fire in her eyes. She attached her own ribbon to the gate and lifted a candle towards the sky. Magda poured some of the wax from her candle onto the bottom of the gates, marking it in remembrance. Then she walked through the crowd and began to lead the sex workers along the street, down Red Cross Way towards the river. The society walked behind, matching their steps. Jamie lingered towards the back of the group alongside some of the male sex workers and local campaigners. Her senses were alert to the possible threat here, honed by years in the police. Most of those who marched under the banners of the society were harmless middle-aged women from Southwark Cathedral who thought they were doing good by denouncing sin on the streets. Their eyes were guarded, their fingers gripped their banners tightly, armor against being polluted by the sin of the fallen. But Jamie saw hate and fanaticism in the eyes of some of them. She had seen that same look in the eyes of racist thugs, religious fanatics, and once in the smoky hellfire caves of West Wickham, where she had almost died. The group approached the end of Stony Street, near the medieval clink prison, where old warehouses had been turned into luxury apartments overlooking the Thames. Magda turned right, leading the group towards the ruins of Winchester Palace. The monthly vigil always culminated at Southwark Cathedral, just a little further on, where they would leave a symbolic wreath in memory of the unconsecrated dead. The great rose window atop a high stone wall was the only thing that remained of the original 12th century palace, illuminated by spotlights at night. This was where the bishops of Winchester had lived until the 17th century, rich men who often held the post as chancellor. The coffers of the church in this, the Liberty, were filled from the proceeds of the stews, the brothels, the clink prison, gaming, theatres, and all manner of pleasures suppressed in the city across the river. This was where London used to sin, and where, perhaps, it still did. Jamie remained at the back of the group, a buffer between the working girls and the protesters. She felt the eyes of the society members on her back as she walked, and she wondered briefly what they thought of her. As the first of the group passed into the light of the Winchester Palace ruins, a scream rang out, a long, shrill note that pierced the night.